This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. Let's see how this goes. What? Well, our daughter's already gotten out of bed once. Oh, yeah. Well, life of a parent. For sure. I guess you could say. Yeah, I think her record has been like eight times getting out of bed. Yeah, she'll be out one more time at least. Do you think so? For sure. Well, I don't know. She knows that we're trying to do a podcast, so she might actually stay asleep. Yes, it is past her bedtime. Let's be clear. Yes. The dog's coming in here, though. <laughs> it's just chaos tonight. <laughs> For a fur baby. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that term? <laughs> really? Yeah. You want to go there? Yeah. Okay. This is natural flow of things. I am not. I love animals. Absolutely love and adore animals. Not in your house. Domesticated animals are disgusting. No, they're not. They are. Like, okay, so in Japanese culture, like, you are supposed to take off your shoes every time you enter the house, and you're supposed to wash your hands. Like, you're essentially supposed to, like, sanitize yourself okay. and have a sanitized area. So, the idea that you're letting a cat that literally digs around in its own shit, and then a dog that goes outside and pees and poops and then runs in it, walks in it, whatever, it's kind of, if you really think about it, it's dirty. Yeah, but on the same token, Japan, they have cats a lot of them have cats so what i'm confused well they have special litter boxes then i don't know what to tell you yeah you wash their feet after they taught them how to wash their hands and feet it wouldn't surprise me because i believe bidets were invented in japan i don't know me either i think i made that up have you ever washed your mouth out with a bidet total fake news (laughs) speaking of news yes would like to focus today on some headlines that have happened right in the past few weeks. Specifically, the big one in Florida right now is Disney sues Ron DeSantis over Florida Special District. Yeah, can you explain that a little bit? Because I did read this article, but I'm not an expert. Yeah, I did a little bit of research. I I came prepared. Yes, you always come prepared, but I don't. Oh, I love <laughs> that you acknowledge that. Oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it on recording. Yes. Okay. This is our relationship, though, right? It's always your partner takes up the other side. Okay. Move sure. On. So, <laughs> a special district is essentially a, what do I want to say, special permissions that are granted by the state to allow a plot of land to be used at the owner's discretion rather than based on state approval. So, state law? Uh, state law or having to get state approval on the use of it. So not having to rezone something. Right. No rezoning, no permits for special construction projects, things like that. Exactly. Right. Okay. That's what a special district is. So they, so Disney was above the law essentially because they were in their own special district. Correct, but only that little plot of land in Florida. So I forget what it's called. Dang, Reedy Creek. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's Reedy Creek or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is a special district, but only on that plot of land are they technically above the law. 
and they were paying taxes and special fees in order to use the police service of the county that the district was in. Okay. Um, So they were doing things in the county as well, um, but their special district essentially meant that they didn't have to go to the state and say, can we build the new Star Wars thing? Right. Which is strange to me because if I want to put a bathroom in my house, I have to go beg for you know, government approval. Yeah, government approval if I want to. Local. But. Put, yeah, but still. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm the little guy. This is a huge ass, what? What do you think they're worth? Multi-billions oh, of we'll dollars? Oh, we'll talk about it in just a second. Trillions of dollars. And, and they've got these special rules that essentially put them above the law to where they build, they're building a, I don't know, a hundred million dollar attraction that people are flying a hundred miles an hour on. And they don't fucking have to do a permit? No, but they do have to get inspections and whatnot on it. By who? Well, I guess the safety for it. I know, but from who? That's what I I wonder a lot about this based on... Okay, you're saying they're above the law. I mean, that's not what you're saying. You're saying they are exempt from state rules. For land use, yes. Okay, but does that mean that they have to go and get safety inspections or is it in-house safety inspections well again i think it's pertaining to the land the land use so they have this They're special using dish- it for an amusement park right um but labor laws things of like the federal government statute um things that pertain to um compensation like all these things i think are still at the federal level they still have to follow okay but but their like land I, use, they can do whatever they want. But like I just said, we don't get a bathroom permit or a plumbing permit from the federal government. We get it from the state or your local, local county government. Right. So do they have to do that, I wonder? No. They, it doesn't seem like they have to. <laughs> ah, that's bullshit. So here's what I think the pros are, right, for them to have the special district is that they can buy and build whatever they want on their land, right? Okay. And as a theme park, as big as they are, like that freedom seems important. Yeah, but does that give them a leg up on the competition too? Do other does Universal have that? No, Universal does not have that. Does a Legoland land have that? No. See, that's bullshit then, because to create equal competition, which is what capitalism is supposed to be about, you have to even the playing field and right. you allowing them these special rules or you know the their special ways to get around the rules is a bunch of crap right do you think universal would be a lot better of a theme park if they had these special rules maybe maybe Um, i mean yeah we're you know guesstimating or whatever right now but it still makes you wonder for sure. Well, and I think one of the other pros is that they actually pay for themselves. Like, they are their own ecosystem, right? They get sales from tickets. Um, they use that to build their own th- their own stuff. Like, there is no state involvement in right. their budget or um, even in their debt. So, for that, for the aspect of building as well as paying for themselves, they're independent, right? The state does not have responsibility. Okay. So, that is a good thing. Because one of the negatives about this being dissolved right now is that Disney, I don't know if this means the whole, I don't think it's the whole corporation of Disney. I think it's just the location in Florida Mm -hmm. that they have a debt 
of $1 billion. Okay, but... Wait. And there is a $355 million budget funding that is now going to have to come from taxpayer money. Not all $355 million, but we are taking on the responsibility, we as Florida residents are taking on the responsibility of $1 billion in debt and funding some amount of $355 million for their budget. Okay, and why do we have to do that? Because when this special district is dissolved, right. the state is now involved. I know, but why are we, as Floridians, having to pay a, I don't know, trillion-dollar corporation's bills? Well, with the special district being dissolved yeah, and everything yes. that they had built and everything that they um, – how they were paying for themselves to build all that, essentially like capital, right? They're um, capital assets. Uh, so now we're taking on that debt as well as supporting the budget to Why are we taking on the their land. debt? I don't understand that. Why do we have to take on their debt? They make plenty of money. I, I guess I didn't go very deep then. What? What do you mean? Oh, no, I I'm I am asking these questions rhetorically. Like I don't expect you to know this because this is way deep in the weeds. Uh-huh. But why do we have to pay for Disney's shit? Well, let me say this. The other thing that is kind of, I mean, depending on where you stand on this, it could be a pro, it could be a con, but the state has now dissolved the special district and created a board. There is an actual board that sits for the Reedy Creek or whatever it's called. Right. Special district. Well, not special anymore but anyways creating a board that disney now has to go through to get these permits to get approval for anything that they build as well as budget approval okay well and that's fine well i think that goes to the point of us taking on the debt and the budget funding because now it's all going through a state board i don't i i this is too deep for me for my small smooth brain because i i don't understand I, I understand dissolving a special district because you obviously shouldn't have a company have the leg up on other companies or be able to hold themselves to different rules than everybody else. But because you dissolve that, that means that we as Floridians, we have to fucking take over their bills. That doesn't I don't. I don't think it's all of their bills. I think it's just the land, like maintenance of the land and the debt for building these things. But why do we have to pay? Then stop building it if you can't afford it. Well, they could when they were paying for themselves. I don't know. But when <laughs> the state takes over. What does that mean? What do you mean that they can pay for it? They could pay for it if they were a special district, but now that they're not a special district, well, they can't pay for it. It's amortization. It's amortization. So when you build an asset, right, you amortize it over however many years. You don't pay for it all in one bam go. Okay, but what's the difference between doing it like that and under a special district than doing it now when you are no longer a special district? Because it shifts to the state rather than the special district. Why does it shift to the state? Because the state's now involved. I don't understand. It seems strange to me that because you're dissolving, you're above the law area of Florida, that the state now has to, they're involved. I don't know what that means, really. True, Truly, I don't. I don't understand. They created a board that Disney now has to go through to get approval. Yeah, but 
what does that what does it mean to have state being involved? How does that change their business? They still want to obviously buy new rides and build new rides. What does that have to do with me and paying for that shit? I guess I can't answer that question. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Like, why does that make sense? Okay. They have to go to a board, uh, a state appointed board to build shit. I have to go to a, a county appointed or whatever. Yeah. Essentially a county inspector to get my shit worked on. But we pay for it but, as owners of the house. Yeah, I pay for it as an owner of the house. So if Disney says, oh, dude, dude, the Floridians are going to be on the hook now because we have to go to the board to get approval. I'm like, what the fuck? That's no different than me going. I just did a bathroom remodel that I needed to get permits on and pay for permits and have them come in and inspect it two or three times. You're telling me that because I'm the small guy, I'm. I'm a peasant and I need to, uh, I'm okay to pay for that. But you as a billion dollar corporation or whatever the fuck their income is, I don't know. You can't pay for your inspections and ensure that those things are safe. I'm confused. I, I, I'm not asking you to answer them. I just don't, I don't like it. But to lead on to this, didn't it have something to do with that, uh, bill that passed that Ron DeSantis was a supporter of. So in this article that we're referencing, they actually linked the parental rights and education bill or some, depending on what news outlet you read, they call it the don't say gay bill. Right. They said that this, they as in Disney are claiming that it is an action by the state due to the free speech that Disney was utilizing and their stance on essentially the LGBT community. Right. Okay. So in saying that though, I've been really curious about this. Don't say gay bill. It's not called the don't say gay bill. It's not. It's the parental rights and education bill. Let's get that out there now because that's a bunch of bullshit. That's a political attack on Ron DeSantis. Whoever is against Ron DeSantis, they created that name to, Agreed, because that attack is a, him. it's a very small portion in the bill that references anything related to what could be considered targeting that community. Okay. But let's talk about it yes. for one second. Hold on. What is the bill? So the Parental Rights and Education Bill allows for and prohibits school action without parental involvement in regards to a student's mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Okay. And there are a bunch of lines in there. I actually I actually read this thing. There are a bunch of lines in there, and it's essentially a list, right? Like all these things that the school could do to talk to kids about any of those different aspects of their lives, mental, emotional, or physical well-being, from questionnaires to there's um, videos, there's other te- other avenues of talking about mental health and drugs and alcohol, like all of these aspects of what their lives will eventually become, how to handle it, how right. to handle anxiety and depression. Um, and yes, even including sexual orientation and sex period. identity. Um, sex, period. Right. Gender identity. So it does actually say those two specific phrases, though. It does call out. That from kindergarten until third grade, 
you the schools cannot talk about sexual orientation or gender identity. So there is two phrases in there that these news outlets have jumped on. But there's so much more to this bill that is essentially putting the onus on parents to be involved in the education that their kids are receiving. Right. And that is you have to hold schools accountable. I mean, what's wrong with them having to send home a note saying, hey, tomorrow we're going to be discussing X. Do you approve? Do you disprove? And if you say, no, I don't agree with that, I really don't want my kid to be taught about mental health by you. I will I will sit with my child and discuss mental mental health. You know? Absolutely. What's wrong with that? That's gives yep. you that's giving you an option. I think from if you even take it a step back from that, there's always been a discussion about, you know, science, right? Like how kids should learn about science. Right. Should it be the idea of grand design or should it be evolution? It should be optional. I, that I agree with you. As a parent, you should have the choice to decide what your child is learning. Right. Now, an argument can be made that the child should probably learn both sides. And that's okay. But it should be up to the parent Correct. to decide when and how a child is receiving information. I agree. I agree. Because if you if you don't have this, if you don't have this, hey, ask the parent before we do this, they're just going to do it. and then. You have no say because it's done. Your kid in elementary school and think you know young young ages they're very impressionable. Right. They, they see their te- they look up to their teachers. Yes. You know their school system. They look up to it, and it's like that is what they do during the day. Yeah, it is law in their brain. Yeah, they're learning. They're taking tests. They're trying to make sure they do well. They're doing the best they can, and. What's wrong with the government saying, hey, school system, we're going to rein your power in a little bit. When you start teaching certain things, you need to start asking for permission first. Right. These aren't your children. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not the, I don't know, principal of whatever's kids. Right. They're, it's my daughter, Mm -hmm. not yours. Yes. If you want to teach your kid that, be my guest. But- if I can opt out on something, then I'm going to opt out on it if it's something that I don't agree with exactly. or that I want to teach her myself. See, that's the thing, too. It doesn't have to be something that I disagree with, like teaching about LGBT community. I will help. I will walk her through that. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to go to school and feel pressured to learn anything outside of the scope of to me knowledge basic math science all that stuff i want to be the one to sit down and teach her gender identity or sexual education you know i want her to come to you mostly (laughs) my wife over that and not Sit in class. I remember sitting in class in fifth grade, right? Mm-hmm. When they showed the, the horrible video. They showed the the worst fucking video about sex. And this is, I mean, this was like standard core education. For the whole county. Yeah, for the whole county. And it was, it was a joke. We all went in there. We laughed our asses off for a half hour because there was a dude like, hey, guys, you're going to go through puberty. 
And your voice is going to sound like, hello. I laughed so fucking hard for like the entire time. But to me, I don't know. It's just certain things that I feel like parents should be responsible for. And if they want to delegate that to the schools, then that's your prerogative and you can do it. But I also think there's a ter- another side to that coin to where if I say, no, I don't want her to learn that from you because I want to teach her that, then let me do that. Yes. What's wrong with that? Well, and I think one of the things about Florida that I really like is that you have school choice. You can actually. Somewhat. Well. They're t- trying very hard. More. You have more school choice than we did in Virginia. 100%. Let's be clear. So. Here in Florida, there are public schools, there's charter schools, there's private schools. There's all these different options of what tier, essentially, we'll say, um, of education you want your child to have. So we actually have our daughter in public school. Yeah. and Um, Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I would make a change. Currently. You know, currently, just because I, I grew up in public school. So did I. And it was perfectly fine. But... Back then, they were teaching a lot less about social politics. Yes, social political things. Mm -hmm. And my parents, they filled the gaps for me. Exactly. And I think from when we were kids, I feel like such an old person, dear God. But when we were kids, it seemed like there wasn't all of the social political topics that they're talking about today. And our parents... We're more involved in our education. Yes. I remember my parents sending me with notes to schools, you know, subbing me out of things. Yes. I would go to the computer lab and fucking play Oregon Trail for an hour while anybody that parents didn't think that it was bad or whatever. You know, they, they wanted the school to teach their kids that item. They were in there learning whatever it was. Right. Like, I feel like... We actually had paper report cards, yes. and you had to bring them home and get them signed. Now everything's digital, and I'm I'm curious how many parents actually look at I, their kids' report cards 100%. these days. percent. It's weird. They All this technology stuff has been moving us away from- Being involved. Giving a shit. Right. It's bad. Like, you should want to know how your kids are doing or what they're learning this week in school. Agreed. What's wrong with them saying, ask the question before you do it? Yep. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I just want to be clear. I'm not asking to see the whole no. plan, like the whole lesson plan for the entire year. But these social political issues that they're trying to inject into school, why? Yeah. And where my question, too, is where's the parents? Right. Why are the school systems feeling the need to step in for the parents? Because they're not as involved. Okay, but that needs to change. A hundred percent. And I think that's what this bill was trying to do. But because they have those two phrases in there, it has turned into this attack on the LGBT community. And it I don't I don't believe that it is. I don't want my kid learning about, you know, straight sex in school. Heterosex. Yeah, is that what it's called? Hetero. Yeah. Okay, that's the science term. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is, I don't want her learning about any of that stuff from anyone but us. Right. So, give me the option, and well, let's, mind you, let's move 
let's give me those options and let's move forward. Mind you, she is going to hear it from her peers, right? So obviously we have to we have to be involved in ahead of it. There we go though. You just said it. I you, know. You, I mean, the involvement of the parent is the important part here. Yes. You can't just let your kids go to school and expect them to teach them and raise them and do everything for you. Yep. It's Make not, them to be good people. Yeah, a kid is not autopilot. Right. It's not. Yep. Well, I want to backtrack for just a second back to Disney suing Ron DeSantis. I also thought that was weird that they're suing Ron DeSantis specifically. Well, I um, mean, he's the governor of the state of Florida, so. Well, technically, you're suing the state, right? I don't know. I mean. But if, like, I couldn't find an article that just said that they were suing just Florida. So I'm like, are they suing Ron DeSantis personally? I think. I don't think personally. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I, but, right? This is this is how it's being reported, though, in the media. Well, so, the, once again, you're getting this tiny piece of the story. It's like, well, who are you suing? The media is portraying Ron DeSantis as being this big bad wolf guy and all that. I mean, I don't agree with everything the man does. But you can't. No, absolutely not. You don't. You our last or two podcasts ago, you got mad at me for not putting a fucking toilet seat down. So you don't agree with everything that I do. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> the point okay. is, is you can never, no matter what, a hundred percent agree with something or someone and what they do. Right. No, I just want to make it clear that we're not taking a side here. Oh no, I mean. I am taking a side in the act of dissolving a competition advantage that Disney has had. Well, I, going back to this whole Disney thing, I do think companies need to be held accountable for things like labor laws, for taxes. And 100%. Like, that's about it from the government. Right. Stay out of it. But. but <laughs> ooh, jinx. <laughs> lens, lens, lens. Thank you. Okay. If you didn't say it, I'd be cursed forever. Well, you are. Okay. So, but does that mean that they should not allow special districts at all? Like across the board, blanket statement. Because if they're dissolving this one because the company is getting special privilege and they're taking that away, should that be the same across the board? That government should only be involved in labor laws, taxes, and that's about it. Well, it depends on... What form of government you're talking about? I think states have much more rights based on, you know, things like special districts because that is happening inside of that state. And they can figure out whether or not they think it's acceptable to allow a special district. Another thing that pisses me off with this big money corporations getting these, you know, these kickbacks. I guess you could say from the government is the Amazon thing in Northern Virginia. That boggles my mind that Northern Virginia is essentially going to give Amazon some form of kickback, like whether it's no taxes for a certain amount of years. I can't remember the exact for building in Northern Virginia. Yeah. For, for building and, you know, and employing X amount of people in Virginia. But I'm like, you're talking about Amazon. They don't need any kickback. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? True. But for... And how much debt is Virginia in? You know, like, 
Are your, I mean, look at the federal government first off. I mean, we're in X amount of debt. I don't even know how high it is anymore, but I'm pretty sure the books in Virginia aren't balanced either. Right. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is do the people get a say? Like, well, do, do you get to know. vote on these special districts? Do you I'm get, not sure. Because I feel like that's an important piece that's missing from all of this. Because if it's true that there is all this debt that Floridians are going to have to take on, then did we get to vote on this? Well, it should have never been put in place in the first place. Well, neither here nor there. Well, I mean, this is the same thing that happens when people build uh, football stadiums and stuff. The residents of said city are having to pay extra taxes to help build that thing. Right. So I guess along those lines, if something big like that, something big is coming and is going to put a burden on those who live in the area, shouldn't people get a say? I don't know. I don't think the people should should have to fund private businesses. Period. Agreed. Period. Agreed. But if they do, no, I should they get a say? But why should they have to do it at all? If you can't afford something, do they tell you that you don't need to be buying something if you can't afford it? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, then. Well, they do give you credit. Right? Okay. Yeah. But what happens when you don't? Does the does the government come and swoop in and say, "Oh, you you spent frivolously or whatever. You are a dumbass and you spent X amount of dollars. Here's a we're gonna wipe your debt away." I mean, student ben, loans? They're not, that's not wiped away yet. But I love all the voices you're doing tonight and the hand gestures. Like, this is really fun. I, well, this shit gets me going because it's very agitating. Like, you're, you're talking about taking more money away from me to fund a private company. Right. I hate that shit. Well, you want to get going a little bit more? No, let's go into something a little bit less uh Well, no, this is political. Next, <laughs> this is the next topic. Um so as far as private companies and taking on more of a burden, I guess this is kind of the reverse of that. We have an article once again from this one's from CNBC related to ChatGPT and AI are the next worker recruitment and retention game changers. Essentially, this article outlines that it'll allow chat GPT and AI will allow hiring managers to focus on people rather than process. Less time screening candidates and more time uh, making hiring decisions with more accuracy and speed. I call a bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So you're telling people to step back and focus more on the employee. I'm like, well, you're you're trying to hire a potential employee but you just want to give that up to an ai but what's the difference what's the difference between chat gpt and ai and any of the screening that they do now yeah i know they screen for keywords it's, exactly it's zero human interaction for their first the first few steps in the recruitment process anyways the only thing i can foresee this benefiting is maybe it's better like maybe it's not so much keyword but it catches on to like the meaning of something better yeah but still like you're talking about reducing your workforce because chat gpt and ai can do something for you right we're being replaced 100 percent. i mean that's essentially what this article is saying that's what i get from it it says Jumping into the world of rapidly evolving technology like chatbots and generative artificial intelligence can be scary. 
And yeah, because you're saying that chat GPT and open AI's stuff is it, it can do human like conversations. You might apply for a job. I bet. And your first interview is with an AI is with an AI and you, and you won't even know it because it'll be on the phone or something and it'll sound just like a person. I told you how scammers are getting people right now. You said it like three times. I'm just saying, but the (laughs) fact that they're able to make it sound so human like is horrifying. We're being replaced by people who don't poop and pee. (laughs) So they save that money. They don't go on maternity leave. They don't get sick. Mm -hmm. All this stuff. Yep. And they don't eat. They don't eat. Don't sleep. They work 24 hours a day. And they don't, I mean, you don't have to negotiate with them. I know we, we've we been talking about AI for like the past two or three podcasts at this point. Well, it's kind it, of freaky. Right. It's getting really scary. <laughs> right. I mean, it's connected to the internet and it's coding. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's unplug all that, please. I mean, shit's going to change, and it's going to change rapidly, I think. For sure. I just, I'm, it's boggling my brain, honestly. Like, it, Yeah, the open AI guy said that they're in a, like a, a an AI arms race, and people are going to trip, and it's going to be scary. You said something today about you were surprised that Amazon doesn't have an AI yet. Yeah, I haven't seen anything come out of them there yet that signifies their work into an AI. I guarantee you, though, when they do, it's going to be like some iRobot shit. Uh, well, th- okay, so they do have the Amazon Astro. It's a ro- It's like an Alexa on wheels. In a- yeah, have you seen it? I think so. It- it's-, it's very basic, though. But like all these smart speakers that Amazon has, they're in millions of homes now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you, they suck. Yeah. They're not great. They're good for very base level tasks like turn the lights off, Alexa. Oh shit. And uh, you know, things like that. But it um Alexa cancel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh other than that, it's not very good. But just imagine if they were able to develop an open AI type thing, chat GPT type thing, and put it in your house. That's scary to me, too, because it's iRobot. It's iRobot. It's able to adjust and change and code and it's connected to the Internet. But then not only that, if you have if you do have kids, they're not going to do their fucking homework ever. (laughs) Well, I was more (laughs) wondering if you were going to go towards that. Most of these things are also integrated with your home. Like I'm talking thermostat. I'm talking like some appliances. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. What if we, if they got smart and it's got control of your stove and they're like, it's like, you know what? I'm done with these fucking people asking me <laughs> what's four plus four. Or set a five minute timer for their poached eggs, and then they turn the stove on in the middle of the night and burn your house down while you're sleeping. I don't know. That stuff scares me. Another thing that freaks me out too with this AI stuff and being integrated into everything is like the cars. Yeah, we talked about that. I know, but I'm going to say it again. Okay, go ahead. If you have AI in a Tesla that has 360 degree cameras around that entire vehicle and you run a stop sign and it tells you on the dash, if you do that one more time, I'm taking away your driving privileges. Mm-hmm. And it or, either shuts down or ejects you. Or... <laughs> yeah, if it throws you off a mountain or something. Or it 
sends the footage of you breaking the law to the local police department and they auto write you a ticket. They fire all the police force. They save all that money and your car tells on you. Mm-hmm. Minority no, report. That's what we said. It is some scary ass shit is all I'm saying. Well, do you want to move on to something that's maybe not? No, this is bullshit. <laughs> this next one is a complete bullshit. <laughs> I I don't like it. <laughs> well, let's tell them what it is. Go ahead. So a CNN article says that new research suggests that French fries may be linked to depression. Nah. Come on, man. So this study, listen to this, though. This study was done over, what did it say? 11.3 years. Oh. <laughs> so 11.3 years they did this study on a, over 140,000 people. And a total of eight over 8,000 people um, had anxiety developed over that 11.3 years. Okay. And over 12,000 people had depression once they were found to have been consuming fried food. I don't understand. Specifically, fried potatoes were found to be a 2% increase in the risk of, risk of depression over fried white meat. I don't get it. Because- so chicken nuggets are better for you than french fries. But... Do you think that all could maybe have something to do with the shitty ass world that we're living in currently? Just period. Food, period. No, like, no, let's no. Be clear. Not. I'm talking about just the internet, the news, AI taking over, Disney getting whatever dissolved. Everything sucks. <laughs> I mean, not everything, no, but, but, but anything you read online. COVID happened. It's like there's a lot of stuff that could also be contributing to people's depression and not a fucking French fry. Over the 11.3 years. Let me have my greasy ass <laughs> comfort food in peace, please. Stop taking away everything. It reminds me of that YouTube video of that guy. You sent it to me a long time ago. Mike Tyson said that he drinks warm water because it helps burn fat. And that dude got so mad. He said, who the fuck drinks water? <laughs> you remember that? Yes. He said, life sucks. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but I honestly thought you were going to go a different way with that. But you <laughs> went to life sucks. Um, I thought you were going to say that the food that we are consuming these days is full of preservatives and it's just not natural. And yeah. you're frying potatoes and disgusting yeah, grease and they are frozen. McDonald's like, I, thought been you were going, I thought you were going that route. <laughs> McDonald's has been around for a long ass time. And it, I think a lot of the mental illness stuff has a lot to do with, honestly, technology and the overconsumption of information. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's all... I mean, how many people read this fucking article about eating French fries and being depressed? Now they're all depressed because they ate a French fry at lunch. Or because they can't eat French fries. Yeah, now they're depressed because they can't have their favorite fucking food, which is a French fry. Come on. But I guess... So for you, life sucks. (laughs) No, it really doesn't. I know. But that's what you're taking away from this article. For me, I I feel like it's back to the nutrition thing. Like we've talked about this recently in the past, you know, couple of weeks. I am sick of fast food. I am sick of fried food. I am sick of dead food. Like literally, it feels like it's dead. I get There's that. No nutrition. It doesn't make me feel good. So I the past week and a half, I started making salads 
for every meal. You started tossing them, too. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's a new restaurant. Well, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of fast food because it's a drive through where you can actually get a chopped salad. Yeah, um, but that's probably not bad for you. I mean, I consider Panera fast food, but it's like good fast food. I mean, there's still some preserved stuff there, I bet, but. Yeah, and how do they ship it and all these things. Yeah, but. I want like farm to table shit. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the problem is good luck. I know. You know, I mean, you have to almost know someone. I mean, that's, that's a, that is the beauty of Florida too, though. There's a lot, agriculturally, we are very advanced down here. For sure. So you could find someone here to do that for you, but it's still difficult. But I think that's like the bigger note for me from this article is that people eat like shit and feel like shit. Oh, 100%. I mean, do you think an obese person that has trouble walking around and doing going about day-to-day life, do you think they're happy? Or do you think that, yeah, they, they might get depressed kind of easy? Right. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Trying to walk around your house and you get winded or whatever it is that you're trying to do. You want to ride your bike and you, eh, you're kind of struggling a little bit. Then you might be a little depressed. Yep. It, it's it's sad. It's a fucking vicious cycle is what it is. For sure. I, I totally agree. Well, and see, and this goes back to our work one, too, is Ooh. America is so work, 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 hustle, 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 work. 70 80 hours a week to make it so we don't have time to sit down and eat good mm-hmm. like other cultures like french the french they eating is a social event they will eat and take their time see that's the other thing about americans too is we eat so fast that our triggers and i think it's in our intestines mm-hmm. they don't signal to our brain that we're full until we have eaten way too much food because we are shoving it in. Yep. It, it is, is awful. Convenience and it is now, now, now versus take time, enjoy, make it a social event. Make it a social event, eat good food, you know, all that. Well, I think to end us out today, let's end us with marriage. <laughs> I did so, like this. This article of. French fries, you know, you took the note that life sucks, and I took the note that we got to eat better. But we, now we're going to jump to marriage. So we have let's to see. eat better, but good luck eating better, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we looked at an article that had 21 of the funniest tweets about married life. Uh, this came from Huff Post, and I asked Russ to pick his favorite, and I will tell you mine. So mine's number five on the list. It says, me and my husband were arguing about who was going to clean the living room. My nine-year-old from the other room, are you guys flirting? We looked at each other like, are we flirting? Is this flirting now? (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) So kind of the pros and cons of that one, right? Pros, you know. I, I think every married couple goes through this, right? Oh, yeah. Like the nagging and the getting on each other's case every once in a while. But did I say that was a pro? <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm confused. <laughs> okay, that was the con. You you just uh, completely ruined marriage for a lot of people. They're like, nah, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> okay, that, those are the cons. But the pro, you have to relearn each other. 
we have to relearn each other and understand what keeps the fire going. And give and take. Right. And what your kids are seeing. Like you want to set a good example in the relationship. So I feel like this kind of hits on a whole bunch of tones. And I think for you and I specifically, when it comes to our daughter, we try to make sure that she knows what love is and we show her affection and well, we show each other affection in front of her too, like Absolutely. holding hands, hugging, and kissing, things like that. Because we've had experience to where some of our friends' kids get jealous when their parents hug. show affection. Yeah, show affection to each other and not them. Right. And I find that to be very bad. Agreed. Well, so that lady that did say the me and my husband arguing about who was going to clean the living room and flirting, she should just send her kid to school and the school will teach the kid what's flirting and what's not. <laughs> okay you went there uh, yeah i did all right so mine my turn fine my turn is um my tweet is number seven on the list and it is it says husband i put your keys back in your fanny pack and the wife says it's called a belt bag <laughs> you know i sympathize with this because i carry a fucking sling bag. <laughs> it's not a sling bag. What is it? It is a man purse. <laughs> okay. But I sympathize with it because I, I am not going to say I carry a fucking purse. <laughs> but I do carry a sling bag and I keep all my essentials in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but you haven't used that recently. Well, I do. I usually, when I ride my motorcycle and stuff, I end up putting that on because if you don't shit flies out of your pockets and I don't want my phone flying out or my wallet flying out. Plus I got to be seen on my motorcycle with a purr and a sling bag. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, mostly you ride and wear your backpack because you're getting us food. Yeah, that too. That does oh, happen. Oh, I love, oh. see Florida is awesome. Riding around on a motorcycle, picking up food, picking up McDonald's f- f- with my depression linked French fries. Oh my God. <laughs> Gross. Well, we have some exciting stuff coming up. Yes, we do. I think that one, one, we'll say one of, I'm not sure the timing of this thing yet. We'll actually discuss kind of our marriage. I want to go into discussing what makes us tick and what made us think we could do this what the podcast Um, yeah now we can't do it well we're trying (laughs) we're Um, trying and we also may start bringing on some yeah some special guests that's right we uh we got this equipment here that allows remote interviews so we might start doing interviews with tampa locals and people that are known in the community over here i'm excited i am too i'm looking forward to it so for today, we won't do a kid talk. She has already gotten out of bed seven times. Oh. Uh, so I think we're just going to let that one alone. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. Over and out. Where? <laughs> and don't forget to visit us on the web at unholyunionpodcast.com. It also has all of our links to our social media. And merch. We've got some good stuff on there. There is some really cool stuff. Yoga mats. Beach towels, sandals, sandals. They're not called that anymore, are they? Slides. Slides. Aha. <laughs> Visit us on the web, support the show, buy some merch, show all your friends. Five your star friends. rating. Yeah, and give us a five star if you can. Thank you. Love you.
It's what you do with the things you love.